give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and me, Joe, sit down and talk about movies to decide whether or not they are hot trash. Joe, what did we watch today? This week in the COVID sessions, we watched Josh's Trank's new film, Capone. Do you know what the difference is between Adolf Hitler and Al Capone? Hitler's dead. Capone lives like a king in Florida. He has full-blown dementia. I have reason to believe that could all be an elaborate act. What's this about? We have information that your client may have tucked away a very large sum of money. You can drop the act now. You got goons walking around. I... I I ask this was you, your idea. I ask you this. This is my idea, and I stand by it. Because, you know, Josh Trank, is he a good director? Is he a bad director? No. The world may never know. No, I, I, I know the answer. The answer is he is not a good director. But I ask you this out of full humility, because I myself do not know the answer. What the hell was going on in this film? <laughs> you got me. Oh, man. This is the late years of Al Capone's life. After, late year, singular. After he has been released from uh, Alcatraz and he is suffering from uh, syphilis-caused dementia, the FBI and various members of his family are trying to figure out where he hit some money, but that doesn't really come in. Like, that's mentioned offhand at the beginning mm-hmm. and then doesn't come in till about... We have, what, 30 minutes left That's in the That's when we film. checked, yeah. And the rest of it is just him having dementia. In the most mind-boggling of scenarios, too. Yeah, it's almost like Josh Trank is a young person and Tom Hardy is a young person and neither of them have really had to deal with dementia. I don't know. I'm not sure, but it sure seems that way. I don't think that the dementia, the showing of the dementia was necessarily the problem in this movie. I just think it's it's very If anything, that's what kept me slightly engaged. It's just, it doesn't feel real. That's my no. thing. Like, and I don't think it's like problematic, but uh, I do think it just, it rings very hollow in kind of an entertaining way. It's silly. <laughs> like... Which dementia shouldn't be. (laughs) No. The first hour of this hour and 45 uh, minute movie is Tom Hardy Al Capone gargling glass and trying to be sane. He's gargling glass. He's chomping down on cigars. He's pooping himself. Yeah, he's pooping himself. He's uh, seen flashbacks to a little boy with an it balloon. He stares at paintings for very long (laughs) amounts of time. Stares at the water and freaks out. He uh, imagines one of his old mob buddies having sex (laughs) over the phone. Yeah, completely separate from his reality. Yeah. Because Tom Hardy is speaking in such a gravelly, like, accented voice, it's hard to understand him. I got maybe five words out of that entire movie. I'd take it to five to ten and whoa, what? And it's weird because, like, when he's speaking Italian, there are subtitles. So I'm kind of hoping he just speaks Italian the whole time. Because at least when he's speaking a language I do not know, I understand him. I, I Let's see what I got. I got it. Yeah. Quack. <laughs> <laughs> we got it when he was singing I Was King of the Forest. I was King of the Forest. If I... 
Yeah, there's just a scene where he's watching The Wizard of Oz and he just starts singing. And it's like, mm, this is this is a Entertainment. real acting moment for you, Tom, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, this this the past like ten years of this man's career has just been. I'm gonna do a voice and I'm gonna commit. That's always been his career. Like you look at Bronson and he was doing like this thick Cockney accent. You look at Revenant, he's talking in some form yeah. of like <laughs> I don't even know, but it's like some hillbilly English. And it turns out the god, he's a squirrel. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, of course you have Dark Knight Rises in there. That's a lovely, lovely voice. You got Venom. You are a loser, Eddie. I think this and the Revenant are up there for like the least understandable because in this, like I could pick out a couple words here and there and like, I, I, he's like, Oh, it's fine because the character probably isn't making much sense anyway. <laughs> but like in Revenant, the only thing I ever picked up is God is a squirrel. The God, he's a squirrel. Thankfully you don't need Tom Hardy's, uh, dialogue to show you what's going on in this movie. I will give it that. It's very clear this man is going insane. I take it to five to ten. Whoa, what? Uh, I think that's because the film is slowly driving you insane by cutting to a new shot every three <laughs> seconds. That dialogue scene with Matt Dillon is that is was that his name? Yeah, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Okay, I'm pretty sure that first scene with Matt Dillon where they're talking at the like table. And you figure out he's a hallucination. Dear Lord, I thought I was blinking excessively. Oh, it's every dialogue scene. And it's one of those things where it's not just where you're cutting between, you know, the faces, headshot, headshot, wide shots, headshot, headshot, new headshot, wide shot, painting, (laughs) forest, alligator, headshot, (laughs) tilted up headshot It's everywhere. (laughs) And then like there's that scene at the dinner table where Capone is freaking out. And it's supposed to be kind of real fast to like show you that there's tension, but it looks like any, it other, looks like any other shot in the movie where, Oh my God. In my opinion, I'm still out on whether Trank is a good director or can be a good director. This is a bad movie, but yeah, he's, but while I don't know if he's a good director, I don't know if he's a good writer. He certainly is not a good editor. Why would he give himself? That's his first credit in the opening credits. 10 minutes into the movie, I might add. I have to imagine that's like some union thing. But does an editing credit doesn't usually pop up in the opening credits is the thing. Mm, it's a union position. So I think it does. Does it? The point is Josh Trank maybe bit off a little bit too much <laughs> than he could chew coming back. For those of you who don't know, Josh Trank, Came onto the scene and was showing some promise. He made a movie called Chronicle, which was small but did well. And then he made Fantastic Four, which... Fanforstic. Yeah, Fanforstic, which was a terrible experience with everyone. He got in a fist fight with the lead actor. His this, dog destroyed millions of studio equipment. The studio tore the script from him and like reshot half of it. It's, mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where you're like... Like, is this his fault? Is this the studio's fault? And he's kind of gone back and been like, yeah, some of it's me. Some of it's the studio. It's one of those things where this was a bad situation. And so, I, you know, I'm kind of down. I'd love to see him return. But if this is the kind of movies he's going to make, maybe not. This man was supposed to direct Star Wars at one point. Uh, we shouldn't get into Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, that might not have been a bad idea. There's nothing going on in this movie. It's like churning butter slow monotonous Mm. like of the same thing over and over again and like it feels like a workout at the same time it's a lot to power through because you're kind of just sitting in it with tom hardy who is equally confused at everything like tom (laughs) hardy commits to a role so he's going for it yeah 
I also feel like this was just an excuse to like, I'm going to make Tom Hardy look like an idiot. I think Tom Hardy stick a carrot in his mouth. I'm going to put him in a diaper and a bathrobe with a gold Tommy gun. Yeah, but you have to wonder how much of that is Tom Hardy. Because like the whole him and Venom jumping into the lobster tank, apparently that was improvised. So you have to wonder just how much is Tom Hardy bored on set trying to figure out. It's like, I need to, I need to do this now. I need to choke on a carrot. Oh boy, I need to sing. I was king of the forest. I love the doctor in this, played by uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Stephen Colbert. But like, whenever he's pre- like he's explaining uh, Capone's condition to the family, it's like he's trying to do prop comedy. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, "Ta-da! These are adult diapers." <laughs> so do you, we, I think we talked we, just for the sake of the podcast. Do you think there was actually money? Oh yeah, that's interesting. It's hard to focus on the plot of this movie because it only exists for thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there was probably money stashed away at some point, but it's probably not like a buried treasure. It's mm-hmm. probably not $2 million. You know, it was probably spread out. Well, isn't it like known that Capone was like a really big spender? Like he, he, he was not an investor. Well, yeah. He was a, he was a person who came into money because it's like, Oh, I can sell alcohol. Yeah. Like he kind of lucked into crime. That mm-hmm. was the, I, well, it wasn't easy. He was a true entrepreneur of his time. I don't want to make it seem like he wasn't <laughs> a hard worker. I think he's. It's one of those things where if anyone uh, came into that much money so quickly, they would they would spend a lot. Yeah. Do you think? Because I would actually say the premise of this movie is interesting. Trying to figure out where this money is while dealing with a, uh, a dementia dementia ridden man. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you think those 30 minutes I, show some promise? I feel like if they had gone more into, because I can see what they were trying to do. It's just that you have one scene with uh, FBI trying to get info out of him. And then you have maybe 10 minutes total spread across the entire movie of the family trying to get it out. I feel like if he wasn't the center of the movie and it was like more so centered on both sides, like the FBI and the family trying to fish out the info of this old man. Yeah, that's the other thing, because you also have, like, Capone's flashing back to uh, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and, like, Uh he's worried about, like, his illegitimate son. Which was a B-plot we did not need. There were a lot of B-plots we don't need, because we also have the one about the guy he's hallucinating, and how does any of this relate? And then you have the doctor who's working for the FBI. There's just a lot spread out, and it might be one of those things where the plot isn't all the movie. It's just it's spread so thin, you can't see it. Well, it's like minute of this subplot, minute of this subplot, minute of this. And it's like there's 10 going on and every 10 minutes you go back to the first one. But it doesn't even feel like that busy of a movie. It feels like nothing's going on. No, because in between all the subplots, you have 20 minutes of Capone just like hallucinating the weirdest stuff. Uh, This picture now has balloons in it. I'm sorry. His illegitimate son as a child is represented by balloons, Mm -hmm. I guess. And movies with balloons are ruined now because all I can think about is it. it. Now, would you sit down and watch this with me, Joe? A a crossover between Capone and it where Pennywise is trying to scare the information out of him. But Pennywise is more terrified that this man does not have any idea of what is going on around him. How can you scare a man who's in a constant, like, state of confusion. (laughs) You cut out your own eyes and hand them to him is how you do it. (laughs) That's the answer. 
<laughs> Such a goofy scene. Everything involving Matt Dillon's really goofy. The whole, yeah, any violence is goofy. Like, it's just so clear, like, we're not handing this guy a budget after what happened the last time he had a big budget, so well, we're going to make saw, him work with pennies again. You saw the amount of credits on this movie. Like, yeah. So many companies had to get in on this to make it viable. Mm-hmm. Maybe that hurt the production. Maybe, like, maybe he took on the editing role because he didn't have money to pay union editor. Yeah. Who knows? I thought you I thought you were going on a line of like, oh, maybe there was a little bit of studio interference in some shape or form. I was like, no, this seems very clearly one man's weird, weird vision. Yeah, no, I'm not blaming the studios anymore. It's clear Josh Trank has some... Honestly, what it is is it's probably... There's a man who has not been able to like exercise his craft in six years or yeah. whatever. And he goes and he just picked a project that's way too hard for him to do. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm like so hesitant to call Josh Trank a bad director is because it's like, well, he's better than I am, right? Yeah. <laughs> he he has infinitely more experience than I do and probably a lot more potential. So I don't want to say he's bad, but I definitely think there's a element. He's been out of the game for a while and he kind of he kind of bit off more than he could chew with this one. I mean, you have no one to blame but yourself when the all the backlash of like fan happened. He just handled that the in the wrongest way possible. But he came back and like he did six years later. Yeah, but like, you know, he was still rebounding. He well, okay, I I say he's a young director. He makes a cameo in this. He doesn't look young. No. But it, it just it felt like me where it's like, yeah, of course you're that emotionally invested that you're making some dumb comments about it. But then like once you come back and your head's a little bit cooled. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame. It's a shame that this movie is what it is. <laughs> what about the makeup in this? I could get what they were doing with the syphilis scars and stuff. Tom Hardy's lack of a hairline is just so clearly like hairs planted onto his he- his bald head. Mm-hmm. The old man makeup, I'll give him like, it looked decent enough. It's the hair where it really falls apart. I think the more stuff that they put on the, his face, the younger he begins to look. Yeah. And it's really bizarre. <laughs> It's like it's Benjamin Button, but without the bone. <laughs> There's like no notable performances in this movie. I'd say that Tom Hardy's notable, but I've seen him do this before and better too. <laughs> Man, it sure is a blessing that Tom Hardy says absolutely no to nothing. With his 11 upcoming projects. <laughs> so Joe, is this is this good, bad, boring, hot trash? I, I think it's just bad. With sprinklings, like, with a really hot trash performance in the center of it. Yeah. Like, this, I would not recommend this to anybody as, like, a movie to throw on and diss track it. But, man, give me a super cut of Tom Hardy mumbling and, like, I'll be satisfied. No! 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 If I I want I want a 10 hour loop of him saying quack. <laughs> I think that last 30 minutes, solid hot trash could be good. Yeah. If like that hour didn't proceed it, but that hour like sets up for this explosion of hot trash. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, this is just a bad movie. Yeah. And like kind of a fascinatingly bad movie, but not enough that I would want to watch it or recommend it to another person. Oh yeah, for sure. So do you think Josh Trank will make another movie after this? How much did it make? Who knows? No, I think they did release numbers for this. It wasn't much, but it was a big number for like the production studios. Well, in home release too. Once they put it out on home release, they had to expect that they got cut. 
Yeah. Unless you're putting it on a streaming platform, you're not going to get the audience you expect mm-hmm. to. Except for two idiots sitting in a room making poor choices. I will say, I didn't enjoy the movie. It didn't frustrate me. Like, so no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it that where I was just kind of head cocked to it, like side tilt, wondering what was going on in anybody who was in this. Utter confusion. Yeah. Take it to five to ten. Whoa, what? That's a lovely, lovely voice.